right, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show for your Thursday. I'm feeling all right Thursday. Breaking down the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. You're like, well, why are you doing that now? That happened a long time ago. Well, we're doing it now because there's a new report out that was done by some members of our government where they're trying to spin it like it went way better than we all know that it went. And then when asked direct questions about why it went so badly, John Kirby, the mouthpiece for the DOD, is not giving any good answers. In fact, his answers suck. And it's not okay. We know that a bunch of people died on the day that we left because there were tons of people holding onto the plane as it hit the air, and they all fell to their deaths, all of them. And then those people in Afghanistan that were helping us for all those years, their families were all killed. Wives and daughters raped and killed, the men killed. We know that. This is what the Taliban has been doing since it took over. And then Kirby also says that the Afghanistan or the Afghani army decided to not fight for their country, which isn't true. They were going to fight for their country with the weapons that we gave them, provided we had their back, which we didn't. We left them high and dry. So there isn't really a good a good excuse or a good answer other than it's Trump's fault, Trump did it, Biden's great, Biden is not uh, unhappy. In fact, he's proud of how we left the country. By the way, in about an hour from now, as we do the show live, it'll be General Michael Flynn. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about America, America first, American exceptionalism, why they're going after Trump, what they did to him, and much more. It's a two-parter. We've got part one today, part two tomorrow. Kimberly Guilfoyle later in the program as well. Let me give you that soundbite that we gave you right before the break with uh, John Kirby again, being asked why this president is so weak or why he couldn't do something or why he's so inept. This is James Rosen, I believe, from Newsmax asking the question. And Kirby, of course, has a very short, stupid answer. The depiction of the commander-in-chief that you present, or this commander-in-chief, is of uh, a figure almost helpless and and shaped and buffeted by uh, individuals and forces uh, and entities that are beyond his control when he had every option to increase the troop size there during his eight months in office. He had every option to uh, intensify attacks on the 5,000 Taliban fighters and so on. So uh, I I just don't understand why you're willing to depict uh, your boss, the commander-in-chief, as so helpless in this instance. The president was anything but helpless. Uh, Wrong. He was helpless. He said he had to do this by Trump's timeline. That's untrue. He became the commander-in-chief on January 20th of 2021. He had every opportunity before August of 2021 when we pulled out had every opportunity, every one, but he didn't. And he did it shame, just shamelessly, leaving billions of dollars in equipment back there, not guarding Bagram at all, which is 400 miles away from China. It doesn't make any sense. But this guy thinks we'll just believe it. And again, don't misunderstand the timing of this. This is coming out on Easter weekend for a reason, knowing that people aren't going to be paying attention. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. More from this uh, useful idiot, John Kirby. Nobody's saying that everything was perfect, but there was a lot that went right, and a lot of Afghans are now living better lives in this country and other countries around the world because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of, Peter. There's a lot to be proud of. He didn't say Afghan people are living better in Afghanistan. You notice that, Kerry, he said Afghan people are living better mm-hmm. in other countries around the world. Yes. It's kind of weird. Maybe, you know, I probably misheard him. Nobody's saying that everything was perfect, but there was a lot that went right, 
And a lot of Afghans are now living better lives in this country and other countries around the world because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of, Peter. I left one part off of it in this country, so the United States and other countries around the world. What about those that are still there? No, nah, no. Nah. No? Not going to talk about them, Carrie, because no. they probably don't exist anymore. They're probably dead. Mm. Yeah, the ones that helped us anyway. Because, again, the, the Taliban were able to find out who it was that was helping us and torture them and murder them. He doesn't mention that. But the ones living here and other countries around the world, they, they, they're great. They're good. Good to go. <sighs> More from this guy. I know. Listen, it's making me mad too, people. Just stick with me. We got phone calls coming in like crazy. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. You want to email, go to JoePags.com, scroll down and click on contact, and that'll send us an email into the team. Want to watch it live, go to JoePags.com, click on watch now. In looking through this, it doesn't seem to address the $7 billion in military hardware and technology that was left in Afghanistan for the Taliban. You know, the president took office in January. The withdrawal happened in, in August. Does the president take responsibility for, for leaving all or some of that? You know who was responsible for that equipment? The Afghans. Because you know why? It was their equipment. First of all, I don't believe the number's accurate. Let me just jump in here. Former President Trump has said it was 80 to $85 billion. When I talked to Cash Patel today, he said it was at least $75 billion. This reporter only said $7 billion. And John Kirby has a problem with the number. He thinks the number is, too, is way too high. He doesn't believe it was $7 billion. But let's say it was $7 billion. And again, I think former President Trump would know. I think the former chief of staff for the DOD, Cash Patel, would know. But this guy wants to pretend like it was less than $7 billion course it was much more than that but now he says that was the responsibility of the afghans because it was their equipment so we're gonna claim that it wasn't american equipment because we gave it to them is that what he's trying to say let's pick it up from there because this guy is trying to pretend he's playing some word game here he's trying to pretend like it wasn't our equipment it was their equipment which first i've heard but let's put the number aside the seven million seven billion dollars um there was very little, and I mean very little, U.S.-owned equipment or U.S.-operated equipment that we left. Let me stop again. He's playing a word game. So, in other words, we gave them the $80 billion in equipment, so therefore it wasn't U.S.-owned or operated. Therefore, you can't say that we left that equipment. It was really the Afghan army's problem. So he's blaming the Afghan army again, who we, of course, left high and dry. We left Afghanistan. I'm talking like... Some forklifts at the airport um, and some ladder vehicles, some fire trucks uh, that we were using at the airport. But the- He just claimed the only equipment America left there were some forklifts at the airport, some ladder trucks, and maybe a fire truck, some fire trucks at the airport. Carrie, I'm hearing him right, right? You are, yes. Now, you've heard that same sort of number, right? $80 billion that we left there? I have, yes. Nope, we had a couple of forklifts. Uh, there has to be a little more than that. Worth nope, 80, a couple of forklifts. I can't. Don't billion. be a racist. Uh, forklifts. Uh, that's it. Hmm. Uh, and the helicopters that we left there, all disabled, so the Taliban couldn't get them flying again. Oh, we left some helicopters, but we disabled them, which means they shot them, they blew them up as they sat there in their perch. I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, I saw a big lineup of American vehicle, American military vehicles that the Taliban was showing off. I just saw that, but maybe maybe my eyes are deceiving me. Whatever ground vehicles like uh, MRAPs or Humvees, uh, they were all disabled at the airport. Everything else outside of that airport, 
the stuff that's at Bagram or you pick the base in Afghanistan was all turned over in according with a very elaborate, deliberate, retrograde plan that the U.S. military put in place to turn over all that stuff to the Afghan military. And the Afghan military, as I said in my opening statement, decided they weren't going to fight for their country, that they were just going to leave it behind. So it is the Afghans who were responsible for the turnover of all that equipment. Kerry, did he just blame the Afghans? He did. So in any of this report, I've heard blame about his predecessor, Trump, the Afghan army. Yep. At any point, will there be blame put on this administration? It just sounds to me like they're only going to say, it wasn't perfect. I mean, stuff always happens. But no, they don't appear to be taking blame. 13 U.S. service members died. Oh, remember that picture that was taken at their funeral where Biden's looking at his watch? I I do remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, we got a guy now who, after that minute-long, you know, diatribe of crap, says at the very end, you know whose fault it is? The Afghan army's fault, and they decided not to fight for their country. The Afghan army was assembled and trained by and armed by us, and they were given the assurances, we're here for the long run. We are not going to leave you high and dry. If they start overrunning you, we'll come back in and we'll take them out. And we didn't. We got up and we ran away. That's what we did because Biden said so. The Taliban was afraid of Donald Trump, and the Afghan army that was armed and trained by us they believed in Donald Trump. He doesn't win re-election. Biden comes in and basically just presses a button to kill them all and then blame them after the fact, which is absolutely crazy. Let me go to Matt, who's in California. Matt, what's on your mind? Hi. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call, brother. I know it's feeling all right Thursday, but I'm not feeling all right, man. Listen, my father was a veteran. I'm a disabled veteran. My son's currently active duty. The way that they handle that and the fact that they want to claim to be proud of that is a slap in the face to anybody who ever served a true leader a true leader would have been on bended knee weeping weeping at the loss of life and what sacrifice that those soldiers gave when my brothers and sisters in arms came home and homeboys checking his watch you've got to be kidding me you want to be proud of that you should be disgusted matt thank you for your service your your family service and i hear you my dad was in the air force he would have been sickened by this he's passed but he would have been sickened by this as well we just want a commander-in-chief that's going to put a plan together that will do everything it can to keep americans safe and to keep our friends and our allies safe and this guy just didn't care that's that's absolutely right joe there's no better way to summarize it and furthermore they want to continue to play the blame game rather than take accountability yet they demand that everybody else take accountability see there's Two sets of rules, Joe. Always two sets of rules. Matt, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for calling in. Very important call because there are a lot of people. I will, I will bet there are millions of people who have either served or are serving that feel exactly the same way. And then for this Kirby guy to come out and cast blame on everybody but his his boss is pretty sick. A real leader comes out and says, man, we screwed that up. It's on me. And I, I give you my, my vow. It'll never happen again. Well, he's out getting some ice cream. The guy's going to go fly to Northern Ireland soon. Still hasn't gone to East Palestine. This is who we have in the White House right now. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show.
glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It's the Joe Pags Show. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. If you want a preview of my interview with General Flynn, I did put a soundbite up on uh, on Instagram a little while ago. It's uh, Joe Talk Show on Instagram. J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. On Instagram, go there. There's a small segment where I ask him a question about Make America Great and American Exceptionalism. He gives me a, a bit of an answer. The entire interview, well, the first half anyway, will be next hour. So at about, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes from now, you'll have that interview with General Michael Flynn. Part two will be tomorrow. We've also got Kimberly Guilfoyle on this program today. Do not touch that dial. And again, if you're going away from the show because of sports, and a lot of stations have that, I have no problem with sports contracts, I get it, I understand the business. If you want to continue listening in high definition, better than FM stereo, you can go, always go to JoePags.com and click on Listen Live while we're live. If you want to watch the show in high definition video and audio, you can go and check us out, JoePags.com, click on Watch Now. That's if your radio stations are going to continue carrying it. They've got other obligations. I understand that. But the show does continue for three hours a night, Monday through Friday, no matter what's happening on the local stations, okay? So I appreciate you stopping by. Let me remind you about Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. It's happening now because spring has sprung. 50% off site-wide. Grab all your favorites like perfectly aged tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code PAGS, P-A-G-S, at the checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. It's a great way to get fired up for this spring. Grilling time is just about here. Go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code PAGS, and take advantage of this great deal. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right now and you're going to want to hurry because that 50% off site wide is only happening for a limited time. It's ending soon. Don't miss your chance to save. That chance is right now. Get to that website, omahasteaks.com, omahasteaks.com. Use my promo code P-A-G-S, P-A-G-S at checkout. Get an additional $30 off when you shop their semi-annual sale today. Again, omahasteaks.com, promo code is PAGS. Start saving right now. Minimum order may be required. Get to that website even as we speak. Get there right now. You go to the phone lines. I appreciate you waiting, Dave. What's going on? Hi. Yeah, I have a question on this deal. Or how, thanks for answering my call. You bet. But the question I have is, if they knew the Taliban was going to overrun them and take over the airport and walk and go in to doing what they do, why did we leave all that equipment there? Why didn't we destroy the equipment? Well, the allegation from Kirby today is that we did destroy the helicopters and the, and the MRAPs and all that stuff. I don't believe him. I think he's lying because we just saw two weeks ago the Taliban lined a bunch of this stuff up and showed it off in videos and in pictures. So I think he's lying about that. But the allegation is that when we left, we thought that the Afghan army could hold off the Taliban when I think you're right. If we, I think what you're saying, Dave, is that we should have known that the Afghan army could not have done that without our help. And we didn't help them. We just left. Yeah, I, I mean... They knew where the equipment was. They knew it was going sour. Destroy it. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and he's claiming that we did when obviously we didn't. Open line now. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Let me give you another soundbite from this winner, Kirby. In looking through this, it doesn't seem to address the $7 billion in military hardware and technology that was left in Afghanistan for the Taliban. You know, the president took office in January. The withdrawal happened in, in August. Does the president take responsibility for, for leaving all or some of that? You know who was responsible for that equipment? The Afghans. Because you know why? It was their equipment. First of all, I don't believe the number's accurate. But let's put the number aside, the $7 million. He's right. The number isn't accurate. It's about eighty, eight, 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 eight or nine times, about ten times, I should say, more than that. Billion dollars, 
um, there was very little, and I mean very little, U.S.-owned equipment or U.S.-operated equipment that we left when we left. He's lying. Yeah, just a lie. Afghanistan. I'm talking like some forklifts at the airport um, and some ladder vehicles, some fire trucks. Carry a couple of forklifts at the airport. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Fire trucks. Uh, that yep. we were using at the airport. But the, and the helicopters that we left there, all disabled, so the Taliban couldn't get them flying again. Whatever ground vehicles like uh, MRAPs or Humvees, uh, they were all disabled at the airport. Everything else outside of that airport, the stuff that's at Bagram or you pick the base in Afghanistan, was all turned over in according with a very elaborate, deliberate, retrograde plan that the U.S. military put in place to turn over all that stuff to the Afghan military. And the Afghan military, as I said in my opening statement, decided they weren't going to fight for their country, that they were just going to leave it behind. So it is the Afghans who were responsible for the turnover of all that equipment. How much do you feel if you were somebody who was an ally of ours and helping us in Afghanistan for 20 years to see this guy blame you for what happened? I mean, that's, that's amazing to me. It really is. Uh, I don't have a ton of time, Paul, but it's all yours. What's up? Hey, Joe. Hey. Uh, Paul, Paul from Long Beach. Uh, okay. Thanks for making the video available. Love it. Uh, well, two things. Joe's, that, uh, the claim that Joe couldn't reverse policy on withdrawal is absurd because he reversed who kn- countless other things yes. that were Trump-era policies. And the idea that they didn't know that the a- Afghan army would, was going to collapse is also ridiculous because the Afghan army was trained to rely on American air cover to fight back. Exactly and right. Many specialists said this publicly, so that's ridiculous. And, you know, a, a failed withdrawal is nothing new for Joe Biden. Uh, he was part of the Democrat Senate who would back in Vietnam, who cut off funds for the South Vietnamese when uh, the North Vietnamese invaded South Vietnam during the Ford administration. Paul, I got to run. I appreciate you calling in. Yeah. Joe Biden was asked if this is like what happened in Vietnam. He said no, because nothing is Joe Biden's fault. It's all Trump. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pag Show.